1: Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Downwind, Tinks Shadow Hunter Blinds Burris Optics Dead Ringer The Grind Bomar Archery Element Outdoors Reveal Cellular Camera HHA and HHA USA Black Eagle Arrows Cobra Archery Camp Chef novix outdoors and caffeine support provided by deer cam coffee hey guys welcome to the boner Plant podcast uh on tonight's show we're talking psc uh with cade from psc um so, dude, how is it going? What's new at PSE? What, what is new over there right now?
2: Man, what? So, and I don't want to give everything away, but we got some new uh, some new stuff coming out, getting ready to come out this fall. Um, and then uh, trying to work with in different camo companies, trying to get some, some stuff that a lot of people in the industry are, you know, starting to wear and you see more and more of. So we're working on things of that, just keeping the ball rolling, trying to make sure that, um we get everything rolling out. People are got their orders in hunt seasons coming up. So we're really just making a strong push and making sure all our customers and uh, suppliers are happy with the product and get it out there to the people.
1: Um, you know, before, before, you know, I know when we talked uh, you know, offline here, we talked about the by NXT, which I will ask you a lot about here coming up shortly. But before I do that, I do want to point out like a lot, of, some people, majority people might know this, but people who don't shoot PSC might not realize that you guys have a carbon bow And the carbon air uh, stealth bow is literally one of the best carbon bows I ever shot in my life. It is like really nice. And I guess, tell us about that. I know it's something that you guys, I think you guys push it, but I don't see like a ton about it, but I know it's definitely one of the best carbon bows out there. So, yeah, so our carbon compared to competitors is all made in house.
2: Um, so our carbon technology, all the way through the process of creating the whole riser to the limbs and everything, the process is all in house. Um, coming in, it's weighing, I think off the top of my head, it's coming in at three and a half pounds. So just, it's screaming so lightweight for anyone thinking, you know, backcountry hunt, that's the bow you should go to. It's got the speed that rivals anyone in the industry. And then a huge thing is it, it doesn't get cold cause it's carbon and the handle or the grip is carbon. So you're not, hands never gonna get cold when you're out hunting in the, in the cold conditions. And then myself that's what i hunt with so i was able i was fortunate enough to shoot a mule deer out here in arizona in january and i'd live and swear by the the carbon mach one it it i can shoot it out to 100 yards and get tight groupings you know i can shoot 20 yards um it has a it's 32 inches axle to axle so for the guys in the midwest i like a tree stand bow um you know it's not going to be uh, huge or super long for you and then for out west, it still has a long enough ATA that you're going to get stability and be able to shoot longer distances. Um, so that's something. And we got some cool stuff coming regarding carbon here coming up in a couple of months. So um, but yeah, back late. to the Mach 1, it's a it's a great shooting bow and hands down the best carbon bow on the market. Yeah, wait. know it's it's
3: super adjustable, too. Right. I mean, in regards to uh, draw weights and lengths and all that.
2: Yeah, so which is pretty cool. I think I've heard you guys talk about it on your podcast before and in some of the videos. With our evolved Cam Series, it has the, uh, you can adjust your, your draw length, you know, all the way from, what is it? 25 to 30 and a half. 25 to 30 and <laughs> a half, yeah. So, you know, it's really a bow. We try to make a bow for everyone. Obviously, if you have a longer draw length, you, you know, you're kind of out of luck on that. But you know, for a guy that, you know, is a 29 inch draw or a 26 inch draw or the guy who's 30 and a half inch draw like myself can all shoot it. And then with that Evolve cam, you know, we have that on a lot of our pro series models. So you can adjust that. And then I saw you had talked about it in the, your Expedite video that you can adjust the, the let off from 80, 85 to 90 percent on the high let off module and you can get a low let off module um, for the Evolve cams as well, which is pretty unique and cool.
1: And you guys offer this bow, it says in black, uh, Kuyu Verde, Mossy Oak Country, and First Light Fusion, which is really unique. And actually, I didn't realize you guys added in Kuyu and First Light. That's actually really cool. I didn't realize you guys had that um, in these bows. I'm so used to just Mossy Oak, you know, like every time it was either black Mossy Oak. But that's really exciting. I love that because I feel like the consumer's have spoken and there are a lot of other camos they want, right. They want a variety. And, and I think that you guys, by adding, that's really hitting it, hitting that home run. I also want to point out that, you know, a lot of people ask, um, they'll ask me like, what's the best, you know, bows, what's the future bows to be honest, I, in my opinion, I think carbon is the future. Like, I do think that we if you want the best of the best of the best, this is your bow. I mean, there's really, in in my opinion, there's no, I mean, the carbon is unbelievable. I mean, literally it's warm to the touch, it's super light, it's extremely durable. Um, So when people say like, oh, you know, what's the best of the best? I'm like, well, technically it would be the carbon, you know? I mean, if you really want the best riser money can buy, you want carbon and they're definitely not cheap. I know they're pretty pricey, no matter who has the carbon bow, but that's okay. Cause you're going to pay for quality. If that's what you want, that's what you pay. You can take out your wallet and pay for it. Right. Just like anything it could be a, a driver for golf, right? If you want the best, you're going to pay for it. It's just how it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So, all right, Tim, did you, before I get into the expedite, since we have a lot to talk about that bow, uh, did you want to ask anything, Tim, about the crossbows?
3: So I, 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 I know the Warhammer. Yeah. I've seen that out there.
2: When did that actually come out though? Was that, was that just recently? So the Warhammer came out at ATA uh, 2019, I believe. That's or, what I thought. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's going on its second year run. Um, it's a fabulous shooting bull bull. I know the engineers I talked to them last week and they said, they're going to you know continue on with that and then try and make some upgrades to it. So But yeah, like back to your point, it came out at ATA, I believe, two years ago.
3: Yeah, what what I loved about it because I I was there in that 2019 when you guys first launched it. What what I was really impressed with was that axle to axle. Mm I mean, you're talking about under seven inches. I I think closer to six inches, if I remember right, uh, for the axle to axle at uh, at full draw. And it it was I when I picked it up, it was just absolutely phenomenal i mean the design the balance of the handle and everything so yeah, you have, you have any sure. so just in that crossbow segment are you guys looking at adding any new models there
2: um potential for the high-end um crossbow we are um working on something i can't i don't the engineers didn't tell me a time frame as to when we're looking at it but there oh, is God. modifications being done to just try to upgrade it to, um just listening to consumer demand and what the consumers are, you know, cause crossbow market's huge and there's a Absolutely. lot of rival companies that make high-end crossbows. So if we're gonna compete, we gotta, you know, yeah. kind of cater to what the people are purchasing and, and want to purchase.
1: I mean, let's be honest, it kind of makes sense for a PSC to be doing a crossbow, right? I mean, it just makes sense. Like you guys are a bow company, you know, you should have one of the best crossbows in the market. And, and this is probably a great, I haven't shot this bow, but it looks amazing. It looks center balanced to me but you know that's the thing right now some of the bigger brands doing crossbows don't really make a compound bow which i find interesting it's like wow that's weird they're kind of like separate or segregated from the compound market which is odd to me because you guys use the same materials pretty much you know Mm -hmm. besides the trigger mechanism and you know there's still a rail there's still an arrow or a bolt whatever you want to call it but and there's still limbs and a string (laughs) so it's just a common makes sense but psc's been making crossbows for a long time right you guys have a long Mm -hmm. history
2: yeah, and uh, Pete uh, developed and came out with, uh, not too long ago, the TAC-15, which kind of paved yes. the way for all of every crossbow company to kind of, you know, build it off that did. platform. And-
1: That's interesting so- you said I forgot about that bow, and that was kind of like the original bow that was that style, like longer bow, a lot of power, but for some reason didn't take off right away. It seemed like it took off later for Mm -hmm. some reason but yeah at the time people didn't want to spend that much money you know it was was interesting how it's evolved over time and and you know amount Uh, of money you want to spend so um oh man x by nxt i tell you what uh this (laughs) this boat blew me away i'm not gonna lie like I was 100% genuine in that video and I couldn't believe, and I've had some experiences with bows before, some PSE, some other brands. When you talk about speed bows, you have a huge hump to overcome in a a cam system. But this bow was like nothing I've ever shot when it comes to speed bows. I mean, it was the smoothest speed bow I think I've ever shot to date. Um, So hats off to you guys for that, that's number one. It goes to the engineers. I can't take any credit for that one. <laughs> but number two, uh, it is just a great bow. Like I was very impressed. So this is where it puts you in a weird spot, I guess, as is, is, is a company and as a consumer is, is that, you know, like you, it, that's generally probably not the bow you guys are pushing. You're probably pushing a different model. And so it comes to that thing. It's like, all right, do I want speed or do I want more comfort? But this thing's pretty dang comfortable for a speed bow. And that's where I think it drives, you know, consumers like, what do I do? Do I go for speed? And I'm still getting a little comfort. I go for just comfort and less speed, you know. So I think that's where it comes to like ahead trying to figure out what what's the options, right? And there's just so many you guys have so many different bows, it makes it pretty hard. <laughs> so, with that, what I can tell you is the
2: only the thing that is like I wouldn't say a shot in the foot for us with that bow, um, but is just the the draw length, that only goes to 30 inches. Mm. So I, it inhibits a lot of the guys you know 30 and a half like myself where i'm really bunched up if i try to shoot it or you know a guy that's 31 and you know if a guy's 31 in draw, he's already going to have an incredible amount of speed behind it and anybody shoots but you put the the speed bow in his hand like the expedite and he's only going to just generate more kinetic energy more speed Um, and like you said it's such a smooth drawing cycle because it has the evolved cam system on there And when you grab it, you're going to, you kind of think with that um, shorter brace height, it might feel a little uncomfortable, but like you said, after you shoot it a few times, it is a very smooth, um, very stable, fast
1: shooting bow. Yeah, no. And and so I I guess, yeah. So, I mean, for, for consumers that are listening to this, you know, I would just recommend shooting the bow because it is definitely um, a showstopper in my mind. Cause like when you, when you can get that much power and speed on a bow that's that smooth i mean it's kind of like it's going to sell itself i mean there's no uh you know you don't see many it doesn't happen very often where it's that smooth being that fast um correct so but yeah that's definitely so tell us about uh the evl 32 now where does that fit in is that supposed to be a bow that's going to be less um speed and supposed to be more comfort or how does that work
2: yeah so um with on the evl series we have a wider limb pocket So um, compared to the Expedite. So the EVL is gonna be a more stable shooting with the wider limb pocket. So when you're at full draw and shooting, it's just gonna essentially hold better and and perform in a different function than a speed bow. Um, And it's still our high end bow. It's still comparative to the Expedite. It's just a more, um, I guess you could say the the correct word would be like a a common industry bow, but with our upgraded features that we have on it, like the PBTS system. So now we can fine tune. Um, the Evolve Cam system with a little bit of a yoke twist. So there's different comparisons in that com- as opposed to the Expedite. Um, so th- with the the EVL 32, it still generates those speeds, just not the speed of the Expedite. So um, yeah, it's kind of just tough because obviously, like you pointed out, the Expedite's kind of you know generated to that speed and like the X Force and the Omen, like you had mentioned, um, and then the EVL is more kind of st- our standard evo bow that we had back in the day so we're you know just kind of give different variations and you noted earlier to so many different bows catered to a lot of different shooters so
3: yeah no i think that that just speaks to what we talk about a lot is like you got to put your hands on it right you got <laughs> you got to put your hands on it to figure out what fits for you what you like um you know because like and like you said i mean your your expedite only goes up to 30 where the evl goes a little bit higher right? It'll go up to, I'm reading here 30 and a half. So right. you got a little bit more um, draw length out of it. So that might be a better fit just because of that. So mm-hmm. what, what have you guys really seen? I mean, in regards to this year, where have you kind of seen people kind of going to within your, within your uh, category of bulls? Have you seen them um, move towards more of the carbon? Have you seen them move move towards more of the speed bow or the comfort bow? Where have you guys kind of seen that land from a consumer standpoint?
2: From a consumer standpoint, the carbon is uh, taken off extremely for us this year. Um, just people really like the redesigned grip we have on the Mach 1. Um, and then people um, uh, really are liking the EDLs, People are really liking the drive, um, which is, an, you know, it's a pro series model. It's at a great price point. Um, so those are doing very well for us. And then I got to say hats off to John Dudley, who we brought on board. Uh, in 2019 because consumers are really liking um both his his Mach 1 which is the same as uh, our Mach 1 and then are liking his NTN on an aluminum uh, riser platform so the it, we see a lot of the the Swiss are kind of people are kind of going towards the higher end bows um just like Dave pointed out you know you're kind of paying for what you get so the market yeah. kind of seems um to shift towards the higher end bows and then another thing is it's I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard, but the West Coast out here where we are, we see a lot of the carbon and we see a lot of the 34 inch axle axles being sold. Just um, folks like shooting out further distances compared to back um, in the East or the Midwest. So, but to your point, yeah, everything kind of the carbon's taken off and the EDLs, we can't seem to make enough of them.
1: Yeah, that's um, it's it's actually I was glad you brought up John Dudley because um, that that is a great relationship with you guys and in fact we were at a total archery challenge and they were there and I got to talk to Mike Looper a little bit about it and the PSC bows and it was a great conversation and uh, I, I used to deal with Mike way back when he was at the other company you know and so mm-hmm. I known him for a long time and uh, it was really good to hear hear his perspective on your guys' bows you know since he's so used to other brands. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. And and John's uh just a great guy. And his you know, the things he knows. I mean, just being an archer for so long and a hunter, it's it's amazing. So it was nice to see his touch get put into some of your guys' models. I thought that was a really good idea on your guys' part um to kind of make that relationship work.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been it's
1: been huge for us and hats off to everything uh John is
2: doing for you know, for knock on as well as our marketing efforts and our sales and um just being a brand ambassador for us. He's he's really doing good and people um, are really taking note, to, you know, school of knock and learning. So it, it helps us tremendously when he says, you know, purchase a PSE, you know, and you yeah. follow along and learn. Or even if you don't have a PSE, the fact that he's willing to teach people and everything is it's huge oh, sure. for just
1: Big help. All right. So, one of the things I love about PSC that it actually affects me directly and it, ha- it had fa- affected me for a long time is uh, PSC basically is, the, and I told Bobby this years ago and uh, Blake before him and all these guys. But in 2009, when I bought, I went to a Bass Pro shop, I had had a different bow brand that was. The bow kept jumping and I missed like four, four deer in a row over the last, like two, three years of having this bow. And I missed, I kept missing I was like, man, I'm the worst shooter. It's, it's on me, blah, blah, blah. And then I finally decided that this bow has got to go one more miss. And that was it. So I went to Bass Pro, I picked up a PSC Bow Madness XS and, mm-hmm. um, it was tiny bow, you know, in wide limbs. And I took it, uh, I got it sighted in, I took it out first year came in front of me smoked it right it was like wow where, where's what's going on here you know this is like a life-changing and ever since then that was actually the start of bow planet right at the very front end of this this whole ordeal and uh i'll never forget it because i was like man i owe psc a lot i got my i got my mojo back you know i was like it's <laughs> so like down for so many years until i hit that deer and then but i guess my point in the conversation here is that i love that psc has these these um Uh, core series bows and these bows to me are critical bows because these are what majority of uh, hunters are going to go out and buy that can afford it and these are lower cost options and gets people in the field with a great great bow Um, the stinger's been around a long time the brute you guys still have these names They're a little different now there's a max and nxt and all that but Truth be told, you know, you guys kept bringing those names back because guess what? People need these bows. These are important bows for people who can't afford to spend the higher up amount of money um, and keep them in the field. And my point being is, even with the che- cheaper model, I'll still smoke and deer. You know, and that's the most important part.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. We had a, a kid that shoots out of here, um, or not for PSC, but he shoots a PSC and he's out of Tucson. Uh, he shot a bull uh, last season uh, with a stinger, and I believe it was 48 pounds, and got a pass through. So, wow. no way. Yeah, you you can get it done, you know. So that stinger is a great point, and you, you know it's a great entry level bow, but it's also a bow. If you you know you don't upgrade, you can make work. You can shoot it out to distance. You can still enjoy and have fun, and uh, do whatever you please with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. You uh, guys just have such a diversity. Of, of bows across, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you got you guys even have um, kid bows, right? You have the micro, which is Correct. really you know very short draw length, shorter, shorter, uh, or smaller weights, I should say. So, I mean, somebody growing up, I mean, you could start with the PSE, and you can end your career with the PSE as well. I mean, you just got such a variety of what you can do.
2: Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, to your point. Yeah. So we have the mini burner, so kids, you know. It's a super lightweight bow and most kids, you know, under 10 or even 10 year olds can't hold a mass weight up under, from their shoulder. So yeah, get that bow, you get shooting and then you can even transition into an uprising or a stinger. And like you said, you just grow with it and it does it'll, they'll do you. them all for you. So that's, that's one of our huge things is to make a bow for, for everyone. Love it. Now, do I you know, guys have anything new in the, uh, the bull fishing segment? Um, uh, you know, so not Currently, but I, like I said, I just spoke, we got out of last week when I was with the engineers, we were in a product development meeting and they had mentioned about uh, coming up with a new bow fishing bow or kind of upgrading some of the accessories that are on it. Yeah, we, we
3: get a lot of questions this time of year about the bow the bow fishing because in Michigan where we're at and really throughout the country, I mean, bow fishing right now, actually, you know, it, it's a little bit past when a lot of the tournaments go on and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff up in our region. But uh, I've heard PSD thrown around a lot as a go-to uh, bow fishing bow.
2: It, it, they are hundred percent. I would, I would argue it. The only other one, there's another other company that makes a bow, but ours are probably the flagship um, boat fishing bows are super easy to maintain um, and take care of. And then our accessories are very easy to use. So it, it's a, it's a staple. I would, I would argue that we make the best boat fishing bow as well. Yeah. they look uh, great.
3: D- d- Tell me, tell me if you guys are seeing the same thing that we're kind of hearing is that, traditional archery recurve bows are making a huge comeback
0: they
2: are they're making a very strong comeback um even before COVID it was making a huge comeback but with the COVID the outdoor industry saw a huge surge and just people wanting to get outside and get recreational and um or even if you're not hunting with them are a great introduction to getting into archery and just having a good time with family and friends so 100%. We can't, we can't keep our um, traditional our recurves in stock because they're just flying off the shelves.
3: Yeah, you guys, and you guys have actually a lot more models than, than I expected. I mean, you guys got several models out there. Um, spans a wide variety of, of materials and, and lengths and, and weights and all that kind of stuff, which is absolutely amazing. And you know, Dave and I have been talking recently. I think we, we both kind of feel the same way is that it would be really cool to actually get back into recurves a little bit. Um, you know, we spend so much time hunting with crossbows and compounds and all that kind of stuff. It would be quite, um, quite cool to get back into, to recurve not, and not necessarily always for hunting, but like you said, it's just kind of fun. It's, it's different than what you're used to. And even if you're a target shooter to go out and use a recurve, if you haven't used one in a while, it just, it brings you back. It brings me back to my youth. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. But the bows that they are now today versus what I was shooting, you know, 20 years ago as a kid, uh, there's just such a big difference out of them. You wouldn't believe it.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to try and uh, uh, harvest a javelina come January with the recurve. That's going to be my oh, goal. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, to your point, I want to get back. I was shooting one over the 4th of the July weekend, a recurve, and it was just so enjoyable. And I was like, ah, you know, I, I know I can get close enough on javelina. I've done before. So I'm going to try and get one done with the recurve. Awesome. Now, which, which recurve are you shooting? uh currently i'm shooting the shaman um that's what i have set up at 40 pounds just slinging i'll probably increase the draw weight or get heavier limbs come when honey season comes but right now i'm shooting the, the shaman at 40 pounds and it's, it's so much fun awesome man
3: now are those are those collapsible
2: correct yeah so you can take the lens down yep
3: cool easy transport then so you're not carrying around a big stick with you the whole time i like mm-hmm. it I like. Yeah, it. I feel, you know, we're excited, man. I, you know, traditional has been a big topic of conversation around here. Yeah, I yeah. want to say, really, over the last what, Dave, year,
1: I, I, we, we, I we've really say, heard a lot I, more. I want to say, Kate is like the fifth person to say they're going to shoot something with a traditional bow this year. Actually, yeah, because <laughs> uh-huh. it happens like every podcast. I don't know what it is. Everybody's like got this like thing for it. Even Tim does. Tim's trying to go out and do it, and I'd like to do it. I just know I won't be able to do it. You know what I mean? That's my problem. I don't. I just don't think I'd be good enough with it. I don't trust myself enough to do that shot on an animal, but that's me and I'm not. And I actually, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I didn't realize you guys had so many heritage bows. I, like I feel stupid now because I, I just never realized PSC had so many. Um, it's crazy how many you guys have on here. It's literally insane. Is Are these made in the same place as the other compound bows? Uh, they are not. So they um, only, I believe only one
2: of them is made in-house and all the rest are currently um, sourced overseas
1: cool cool Mm -hmm. um so as far as accessories go you guys do have a lot of accessories and i know this has been something you guys have had for a long time have you guys been changed like i I guess are there different names now for these accessories that used to be because i thought they were just psc accessories before is it is that is that still the case or they actually have different brands now
2: um so we so our accessories are run under the black mountain outfitters name they are psc accessories um we own the name so they are essentially our product they're just um the right. way the
0: reason
2: the reason why we went with that as opposed to just psc branded accessories is so um dealers can purchase them and then not you know if someone comes in and you know what purchases a, a competitor's bow but yeah. they don't want to put those or you know um high-end aae or uh shrewd bars on they can purchase you know a black mountain you know and still rock you shoot a competitor's bow and not know that's PSE, or so there's those yeah. those things and then um just for dealers dealers like to purchase them under a different name as opposed to PSE.
1: it makes sense i mean let's be honest there's about what four or five of you guys that do the same <laughs> there's like four or five bow brands that have a site company and a rest company mm-hmm. all re- renamed rebranded which makes sense you know it's part of your business that's what you guys do are you guys still doing are you guys still pushing the carbon force arrows you know, so it's funny you bring that up because I actually just got out of a meeting
2: about that today. So we are. So we did our supplier just came into town. We had um, so air, every aero company sources their arrows. Um, don't let them fool you. And so um, just everything that's going on overseas, um, environmental reasons and different places like Taiwan and China. So different factories had to move. So we had a, we got with our supplier cause they moved locations. And then, so things have been slow, but we got some, um, some new stuff, the X weave we're slow, we're going to push those hard cause it's um, true with spine arrow across and it has been. So if we can make that push and, um, consistently get that out there, I think it'll be huge for us.
1: Yeah. I feel like arrows are big right now. I feel like they're sold out everywhere and people are, you know, pushing to get more. And like you said, the supply chain has been difficult. So I feel like it's been pretty crazy. And, um, yeah, that's cool, man. That's, that's so really many cool. people uh,
3: buying new bows nowadays, and uh, you know, shooting them and losing their arrows, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, more shooters yeah. now. <laughs> I love oh, it, man. So, I guess for for those who don't know, can you give us just a very brief hi- history of PSE?
2: Yeah, so PSE, uh, we're going on our 51st year. Uh, Pete founded the company out of Illinois in 1970, uh, moved it to Tucson, and we've been out of Tucson. I don't know the exact number of years um, we've been here in Tucson. Um, we started, we essentially uh, from Pete's Ponders perspective, we made the first vertical bow with a compound that could shoot. Uh, we um, introduced the the first true carbon all USA made um, bow and we're still pushing that strong. Um, you know, so, and Pete, Pete's still the, uh, still running the show. I, taught, he, I had lunch with them today, so PSC still growing strong. And then I, I you know, I really got much more to say other than the fact that it's pretty impressive that we've been going for 51 years and still yes. at top of the list yeah. you know, as, as a bow
1: company. I'm reading, I'm reading this thing about PSC right now. And it said that it says in here, and I don't know if this is true. And I was going to ask you to see if you might know, you might not know, but it says PSC is known for producing high performance bows in 2014, the full throttle was introduced and is currently the fastest bow on the market. 370 feet per second. Is that still the case? I believe it is. I don't
2: believe any company has made uh, a standard bow that shoots up to that speed. Yeah. I've uh, seen people and I know people, you know, put a bunch of twisting cables and all this stuff to, you know, to get those speeds. But as far as a full production bow, I would uh, have to argue. Yeah. Interesting. Still the fastest.
1: All right, Kate. So what's up for hunting this year for you? So I heard the, the, the traditional part. What else you got going on or what's planned? Um, so earlier I mentioned I harvested a a mule deer in January, so I'm
2: tagged out for Arizona. Um, so I was fortunate enough to draw a Utah, er, Utah early season mule deer tag. So headed up there, uh, middle of August. And then, um, from there I'm going straight to New Mexico. I also drew a, a New Mexico deer tag. Um, and then with some of our partners, I'm headed to Oklahoma to hopefully shoot my first whitetail. Nice. Yep. So. Doing that. And then um, uh, my roommate, who's an engineer here, drew a pretty nice uh, white tail coos tag for down by the border. So I know we're going to awesome. get down, try and get him a 90 inch or 100 inch coos and um, headed to Montana to uh, hunt elk with my father, who drew a, a nice tag. So,
3: oh, yeah, cool. so, that's so awesome, be a pretty, pretty busy oh, you're, year. You're going to Oklahoma for your first white tail. Is that what you said?
2: Yeah. So I've been on. Uh, I hate to admit it, but I've been on white tail hunts before, and unfortunately, I haven't recovered a white tail yet. That's okay. It
1: happens,
2: um, and it happens. So if it no, hasn't bow hunters, it will happen at some point. You're, so, probably using, you're
1: probably using a different bow brand. Yeah, <laughs> not a PLC. I'm, I'm just a PLC. I'm
3: worried. I'm worried about you going to Oklahoma for your first white tail because they got some monster bucks out there, man.
1: They do. You, so. you, you know,
3: you shoot one of those monsters on your first one. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to beat it.
1: Yeah, he's used to mule deer. He's good to go. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's so funny though, isn't it? Like it's such a flip. Like Tim and I, all we hunt is white tail, but we don't hunt mule deer, coos deer, or any of that stuff. So we have our elk. Even we're like, oh, I don't never done any of that, but white tail. Yeah, I've shot like thirty of those. You know, it's yeah. like so much different in right, different parts yeah. of the
2: country. So, so like, I don't like turkey hunting because I don't like sitting in a blind or just sitting. So. I got to keep telling myself, you know, or download some video games or something, just sitting in a tree stand.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: like, every cool. time I've been, I'm like, let's just get down and spot and stalk.
1: Yeah. We can't let's do deal. that here. It's too flat. It's get, too get yourself
3: flat. a switch and some headphones. You can That's play some video games. You know, you'll yeah. be good.
1: Yeah. Every time I drive turkey hunt, I'll just play video games until I see a turkey. I'm like, oh, there's a turkey. And I will I will say I don't know
2: about Oklahoma if they they have bad mosquitoes, but therm cells are a real deal. Those things mm-hmm. are legit keeping the mosquitoes away. Yeah.
3: I use, yeah, I use them all the time actually, not only uh not only hunting, but we do a lot of camping. Up here in the Midwest, um, you know, from really beginning of April all the way through to uh, to hunting season, mosquitoes get horrible at times, and we break out those thermocells, and they're absolutely amazing. Um, I actually, one of my sons is really. I
1: think we lost him. I think his son's allergic. Is what he's gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: hope one of the followers screen grabs that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, great, Tim. Uh, that's funny yeah i was gonna say uh i wish we could spot and stalk here honestly it would be so fun it's uh, that's the only thing that stinks here is we can't really do that we, we're literally stuck in a, in a tree stand a ladder stand or a ground blind for 95 percent of our hunting and so it's, it gets very boring you know i prefer i would love to walk but with a bow here it's like they'll see you coming mile away they're so good no way yeah, it- to work with or anything
2: Right. And I mean, you guys are um, veteran hunters, you know, the tactics of hunting whitetail are vastly different than the taxes you do when you're out hunting mule deer. So
1: yeah, correct. Yeah. I, I would love to like, eventually I plan to get out West to do some of those things, but I don't know when, I don't know. I got I, got, I pulled a black bear tag this year in Michigan. So I'm pumped about that because we haven't, usually we go to Canada and if you go to Northern Canada through the upper peninsula of Michigan, you can hunt uh, black bear and they have their vast, black bears up there i mean it is like crazy amount of black bears and uh but it's been closed now for the two years because of covid and i don't no one knows if it's going to reopen but i recommend even to yourself if it does reopen you should go because the the amount of bears that will be ready to be killed will be like double what it normally is and normally it's 100 percent kill rate so can you imagine how many more bears will be there because no one's been hunting them they've been like literally two years of no one up there hunting besides locals and there's not that many people live up there like 50 that's crazy. That oh. would be awesome. I've never been up to Canada, so that would be a pretty It's amazing. Time. It's beautiful country. And it's got, you know, one of the things about the Canadian wilderness that I really took in last time we were there, which was like 2014, is a lot of the ground is like covered in this moss. And when you, are sage moss, I don't know what you call it, but when you step, it's like you're stepping on a pillow. Like it literally gives and comes back up and it's quiet, super quiet. In fact, so quiet. I didn't even hear the bear come in like literally impossible to hear the bear walk in. And so it's kind of creepy. It's kind of cool, but it's like, man, you like anything could stalk up on you because it's just so quiet out there. It's really weird. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf packs out there. And I mean, there's stuff that could kill you so fast up there and you can't carry a sidearm because you're an American. So it makes it even worse because you can't even like protect yourself if crap hit the fan, you know. they were telling
3: like, scary bear stories again.
1: Yeah, it's that, that's one thing I don't you talk, like. Like I feel you, like, you like the
3: part where you out. cried in the tree stand? I didn't cry. Well, that's not what I heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be honest, I was scared. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was creepy. I mean, just imagine. You're in the middle of nowhere. Like I, I mean, just to get from the campsite to the hunting ground was 30 miles. It through woods like driving at, you know, full speed like 50-60 miles an hour. So 30 miles in, they drop you off and the next closest guy to you is five miles and like you have no gun you have no weapon you literally have a bow and bear mace that's it and so there's wolf packs up there they're huge wolves not like here not like michigan wolves they're like big and anyway it was creepy i'm not gonna lie so i did get scared yes it was creepy and i'm like oh my god i don't know what to do and bear kept coming in i had bear trying touch my tree and come up my tree. I I think I just don't want to sit by myself next time. I think that's the solution. (laughs) And we lost them again. (laughs) Uh, all right, Kate, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, man. Thanks for tuning in with us. I appreciate that. And, uh, more to come. I'm excited to, um, uh, we're getting to the, uh, golden air Awards, So I know PSE has been uh, pumping that o- as well. So hopefully we get the people voting and, uh, give you guys a chance to win that. Cause you definitely deserve it this year. Those bows are awesome. So uh, great job either way. So great. Awesome.
2: Huh? appreciate it. Well, yeah, let's hop on again, maybe after hunt season or yes. uh, something and just chat it back. Up. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely.
1: All right, man. Thank you so much. Have a great night. We'll see, yeah, you. see you guys as well. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.